Welcome to the Million Dollar Listening Podcast. In this show, we aim to help people grow in all areas of life with the focus of getting to the next level. I'm your host, Mari Wines, realtor, marketing guru, real estate coach, and co-owner of E3 Realty. All right, everyone, welcome back to Miller Dollar Listening with Chris Restu, your host, and I have a special guest, Simon Polito. He's out of Southern California. We're going to go into tons of great information today, but you want to stay tuned in because Simon is a man with many talents. I'll tell you this right now. As you can see, A, he's a fashion designer, number one, fashion model, number two. He's like, oh, you're putting me on the blast right now, Chris. He's got two or three different businesses as well. He does a lot in the real estate industry. He's been around for 20 years. But uh, enough about our introduction. Let's just get into a little bit about who Simon is and and where you're from. And just give us a little bit of a backstory about you. Absolutely. Chris, first and foremost, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I know you're, you're a hard man to get a hold of and your time is valuable. So I appreciate you, number one. Uh, I guess my name's Simon Polito. Obviously born and raised in a, not, a, not the United States by my accent. You can probably re- notice that. I am from Australia. Um, born on Sydney's Northern beaches. So I love living in California because it's the most relatable place to what I'm used to, but, uh, been doing real estate for 22 years, started at the tender age of 17 in the industry, worked my way through the ranks. I've done a little bit differently in Australia where you normally start as in the property management area and you work your way to being someone to assist that. Then you think you're too good and you go and fail and start (laughs) all over again. You do that a couple of times. I love it. You said you think it's too good. There's not a there's not a lot of difference between here and, and, and there in that category then, right? Very simple. Well, we're all being there when you're someone's assistant and you think, oh, you know, it's too easy. I can do this like all I need of them and you really can't. But so you gotta you know, trial and error. The trial and error for sure. We all gotta fall once in a while. So tell us a little about Sydney, Australia. Tell us about it in general. I mean I mean, like you said, California seems very similar to that in SoCal. Like what made you make that change from from Australia to California? Like what what kind of brought all this on? Yeah. So look, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was doing exceptionally well in Sydney. Sydney is one of the top five cities in the world, real estate. Um, it's extremely expensive. I mean, I used to sell one bedroom condos for a million dollars without parking. That was it. That's where they started the values at. And you'd have a line of a hundred people out the front waiting to get in. And we don't, we don't need a 45 minute open house. It was, it's pretty cutthroat. It's go, go, go. I want to say it's a combination of where San Diego meets New York. You've got the hustle and bustle of New York, but you're on a beach. Sounds like so good. You, that, you still got it, it's, it, you know, I didn't realize how good it was until I left. Uh, <laughs> You're all actually, Chris, after this podcast, I think I'm packing up and going back. How I got over here was I just, oh, it'd be like Groundhog Day. I, I was uh, in my early 30s. I was doing exceptionally well. I was one of the number one agents in the city of Sydney. And I just felt like I was doing the same thing every day. I was a bit bored and I wanted to try something new. And rather than just going to a different office and locating to a different location in Sydney, I thought, well, if I'm going to move, I might as well do it you know, on, on the right way. So my, um, my partner, wife, or baby's mama, um, is from the United States. So we moved over to the United States to have our baby, and uh, we never left. We just never left. There's nothing wrong with that. Never left. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tell us a little about the family, a little about the babies. Tell us a little about it in general. Yeah. I'm blessed. I've got three beautiful young kids, Elvis, Valentina, and Alessandro, seven, four, and one. Um, beautiful, beautiful kids. Again, God is great. And, you know, and uh, I, I couldn't be more happy with the life, the life that I, I've been presented with. I've been very lucky that, you know, I spent most of my life being told I was never going to be good enough. And then I had, I hit every goal. Everyone told me, you're never going to find a person. You're never going to have kids. You're never going to be successful. You're never going to, nothing. And I, you know, it just like gave me a drive to be successful and do that. So, uh, again, I was very blessed that I was allowed to have those opportunities and it allowed me to move across the world, start a family. And now I'm living in Irvine, California and, uh, you know, one of the best school districts in the nation with my kids in it and I can give them the best future. So it's really cool. Awesome, man. That's such great news, man. It's, uh, it's funny when we do, you meet people and you, and you get to know them and we all have a story, right? We all have a past we all have like a chip on our shoulder. Any successful person's always been told they couldn't do something in life. And at the end of the day, it's what motivates you. It's like that little chip. You're like, oh, I can't do this. Sure. Watch me. Hold my beer. I'll be back. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's, exactly. awesome. it's awesome to hear that, man. I love it. I love to hear where you came from and, and all Thank of that you. good stuff. 
So tell me a little bit. So now you're you're in the United States, man. You're you crushed yes. real estate in Sydney, Australia. Now you're in the United States, holding market. Probably don't know really anybody at all, right? So you started from scratch, let's call it, right? And I know there's a lot of agents out there. They're like, hey, how do you start from scratch, right? Well, let's give us a couple pointers, man. Like if there's agents that move all around, what would you say? Like, give me two or three things of like how you started from scratch to get where you are today. So you know the hardest thing first and foremost, which you guys probably won't have this issue with. I had to learn the imperial system. But yeah, you know that you know that no no one else in the world uses that, right? <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> you know what's funny? That is not where I thought you were going to go with this, but it does make a hundred percent sense. Oh, I had to learn. I had to go real. I had to go real deep. Like I literally started from scratch. I had to learn what a square foot meant. I didn't know. I mean. I don't, I don't know how how would you know if you've never experienced this? He's not around anymore. Learning about square learning about square feet, inches. I had no idea what any of it was. Miles, even. Um, I, I had to look, I had to re-educate myself. So even though I had knowledge of the industry, it was a challenge at the start because I didn't know anybody, and I didn't know anything. So I was just and I'm not a good reader. Truth be told, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm a horrible reader. I like watching videos. I can I can I'm way more attentive to them. So I just started watching a lot of videos on what to do, where to work. Uh, a good a good friend of my my wife's was a real estate agent in Rancho Santa Fe in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she said, look, when you come over here, you're coming to work. So I had someone who took me under their wing off the bat. Um, again, massive learning curve. I mean, I'm coming from a country where there is no buyer's agents and sorry, there is buyer's agents. You can't be a dual agent. You can either be one or the other. It's illegal. You'll go to jail if you do both. But it's so but it's it's okay here though, crazy huh? Totally fine here. Crazy, totally. perfectly fine here, man. And um, there's so many more ways to make money here. This truly is the land of opportunity, and I adopted a migrant mentality. My family migrated from other countries to Australia, and they made it work without even knowing the language. So if I can already speak English, well, I think I can. You guys sometimes yeah, struggle with absolutely speaking <laughs> for sure. But if I can, if I can start from scratch there, if they can start from scratch in a time where they didn't have technology that we do, I have no reason not to be able to do the same thing that my, you know, ancestors and, and family had already done in the past. So learn everything, followed people around, honestly. And I know some, some, um, trainers and coaches that don't say, and say, this is not the way to make money. I made my first million dollars doing open houses. Open houses was the best way for me to meet people because of the way I dressed, the way I talk. I love people. Dude, I get to meet someone face to face. It's huge. I love you. You have no idea how much I love you right now. <laughs> Agents out there, I've been telling you this. I come from a retail floor. Your open house, guys, is a retail floor. These are people walking in to a house to see the product and want to have conversations with you if you just know how to talk to people. It is by far one of the best places to get now business. So Simon, the fact that you say that, and I know a lot of people out there say, I don't want to do open houses. I want my weekends. Listen, guys, you either are going to pound the phones, pound the doors, or you work open houses and people come to you. You're going to choose, pick your pick your poison, right? But I love it. Exactly. First billion bucks. Or I mean, I used to this, you do seven open houses in one day, Chris. Oh, you're going to see tons of people. Yep. All day long. I used to meet, I used to meet anywhere between 200 and 400 people in one day. I mean, you, I know you're a fanatical prospector. You're on the phones like a machine. How many calls would you have to make to get 400 contacts in one day? Oh, tons, tons to get 400 like, conversations. You'd be there for you'd be there for weeks, yeah, weeks right? on end. Yeah, no, it takes a long time to use, you know. But you can do it one day. So if you can do it one day, you're gonna fast track yourself. I immersed myself in every event I could get into. I joined every networking group that was available. Um, you know, some of them were good, some of them were bad. It, you know, you get the, you get the good and bad. But I got to meet people in all different industries, and I actually found. By joining groups that had people in similar scenarios to me, maybe not in our industry, but in different industries, I got to meet people who had the same uh, the same troubles, trying to meet new people, meet new friends, and we all came from we all came from somewhere else. So it was really cool in San Diego. It's a bit of a mixing pot, melting pot, sorry, and that's how I sort of kicked it off. I just I just went deep, and um, it, it, look, it's been, it was a struggle at the start. I was lucky enough; I had some reserves to get me keep me afloat, but uh, it, it is challenging. But you got to let your ego go to the side. You've got to be humble, and it's it's okay to start from scratch again. It's totally cool. That's so awesome, it's, man. Yeah, it's not beneath, it's not beneath you to make that call. Make that call. It it's not. But I think the fact that you know what you said is multiple different things. There, one, you know, 
I swallowed my ego, swallowed my pride. I was humble. I got myself a, 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 you know, a mentor right away, right? I did the work that I was told to do to get going. And I met as many people as possible because I knew the name of the game was meeting people and having conversations. And you, like anything, even networking events, like you said, which is awesome. You said, hey, I went to every networking event and joined every one of them. Some of them were great. Some of them weren't. Guess what, guys? Some open houses are good. Some of them aren't. But guess what? When you do enough of them, it all balances itself out. You make enough phone calls. Some days are good calls. Some days are bad calls. It's the formula of consistency that you just said is the reason why you're successful at what you do. Is because it's not always uh, a little magic pill. It's, listen, I'm going to go all in and I'm going to be committed to the process and I'm going to take my lumps along the way and I'll make my changes and figure out where my best use of my time is. But what I heard here was, I'm going to take risk. I'm not scared. I'm going to jump. I'm going to be consistent and I'm going to go all in. And as long as I do those things, it will all work out. So congratulations, man. The thing behind me, I don't know if you're ready, it might be backwards. It says, take risks, make moves. Beautiful. That's life right. in a nutshell, think, right? You know, and it, it, it's challenging when you've got kids because you're scared of taking that risk, right? Yeah. You know, there's more than one person that could be affected by your decision-making process. So if I was single, I probably would have gone a lot harder and you know, <laughs> tried, pushed a lot more things. But I was scared. I've got three kids, I've got three other lives and, a, and a, four other mouths to feed. And yeah. What you decide can just determine whether they have, you know, a lobster for dinner or a pasta for dinner. So Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but the fact that you knew that, you know, at the end of the day, you were going to bet on yourself. And, and I will tell every agent out there that's listening to this podcast, listen, at some point, you got to bet on yourself. If you want to be successful in this industry or anything you want to do in life, you just got to go all in. You got to be willing to fall yeah. and willing to take that risk and see what happens, right? You know, at the end of the day. So outstanding job there, man. I love that. Let's go into one of your, your businesses, right? Let's talk about Rekka, yes. your auctioning business. Yes. And tell us a little bit about like what brought this to um, your, this idea here. How do you run the system? How do people learn about it? Like, tell us a little about that system in general. Yeah, yeah. Rekka. So I normally walk around with my weapon of choice. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, ironically, the state of California, this is not considered a weapon in your car. So you're good to go, Chris. You keep this in your car if anyone gives you anything. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm about to pick one up from there after this. <laughs> I love it. So the truth be told, uh, auctions, look, I didn't invent it. It's not my product. I, I, I implement the product, but I didn't create the product. Yeah. And I'm not going to take credit for sorry. It's been around for centuries. It's one yeah, of the oldest selling real estate. Mm -hmm. Not just selling real estate, selling anything. From, from you know, back in the day, it's a bartering system, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's how he used to do the old, in the, back in the medieval days, he'd go and he'd trade coins for something else. And that was, that's how you trade. So in Australia, um, I want to say, you know what, maybe 25 years ago, it was a real, real estate auctions were seen the same way that they were seen here in the United States currently. It was a negative thing. It was a bad omen. You do not want to do that. It's only for distress or foreclosure, something negative attached to your property. Something changed in Australia, and I don't know what that defining moment was, but out of nowhere, all of a sudden, it became the way to sell real estate. So in the state of New South Wales, where I was living and working in where Sydney is, um, the, the state actually recognized that auction was a method to sell real estate and actually adopted a form equivalent of a car form, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so you have two, you have two types of listing agreements. You had a, in Australia, it's called a private treaty, which is the exact same as a traditional mm -hmm. listing. Yeah. Or you had, or you had option. And when you met with your sellers, you had the, Hey, which way would you like to go? Would you like to go traditional or would you like to go down an accelerated route with auction? And this is it. And that was always the option for the, uh, every consumer. And you could always flip either way, no matter what. So I already was making a a lot of success out of my uh, doing auctions. I was doing anywhere between three to seven auctions a month. Um, now, if you're doing three to seven auctions a month, on average, our clearance rate was around 85 to 90%. We're selling real estate, real estate and we're making a lot of money doing it. Now, the commission fees are a lot, str a lot lower in Australia because the sellers pay for all the advertising in Australia. So it's a bit different the way it's done here. But when I moved over here, I... Um, there was only one other company that I was familiar with that was doing what I what I knew, which was auctions. Um, I won't name them because they're my competitor. But... <laughs> We're not, hey, there's no million dollar listening here. We're not giving them no love, <laughs> no love here. I, yeah, but I'm grateful for them for the point that they started the trend before I got here. Five, they started three years here before me, and they're now in a couple of states. So the the, the awareness has gotten out now. Auction is just another tool you put in your tool belt, right? I want to be able to give everyone this option now. 
because I had the decision to make. Do I just, do I start an option company or do I just be like every other real estate agent in the United States and just go into traditional? Mm -hmm. How do I make myself, I, look, I dress differently. I speak differently. Hell, why not offer something different as well while we're at it? Right. Building so your brand. I started thinking about what's, what's my legacy, mm -hmm. right? I wanted to give my, I wanted to give something back to the community. Because I, I truly believe this honestly is the best industry to be a part of. It's so rewarding if you do your job right. And I want to be able to give a tool to the to the to the consumer, being your, the agents we worked with, another tool to the other consumer, being the sellers we work with, and a transparent arena for a buyer to be able to bid with confidence, knowing that there's no games, there's no one hiding offers and playing. Oh, we've got one offer when we don't really have one sort of game, or a multiple counter situation when there really is one. This is honest. It's transparent. And it's damn exciting. It's really exciting, right? So every time I do a demonstration, everyone's laughing, everyone's smiling. It's extremely serious. It's a very serious transaction, as we know, but it's also a lot of fun. And when I'm out there, ladies and gentlemen, here we are looking for everybody bids up five hundred thousand dollars. When you want to go from there, five, 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 ten, five, fifteen, five, twenty, first, second, third, finished, quiet, done, sold. It's it's done. As soon as I say sold, we're a non-contingent purchase. Now. One of the things that makes it easy for me is that where you're located uh, in NorCal, yeah. you guys already do a lot of the stuff that we do with auctions already. Yeah. We do a lot of the, all the, the due diligence up front. So it might, be, it might be interesting for you to hear, in 14 years of me doing real estate in Australia, I never once did a contingency sale. Wow. Not one. No one. I never, in my, I've never in my career had a property fall out of escrow. All right. <laughs> Those are some good numbers. I don't know what that. I don't know what that feels like. I'm really sorry. I'm sure it's horrible. I've never had an appraisal not coming on the money because an appraisal is deemed on fair market value. An auction is market telling you what they believe fair market value. They said it's that's that's what it is. So as I said, this is just an honest tool, and I well, I probably would have made a lot more money if I came to the United States and just went in straight into sales. But I was looking at my longevity, again, for my future, to be able to give my kids a legacy of a business that I hope to have franchised out across the United States within the next two years. Um, we are about to open up in several more states. Right now, we're just in California. I just was up in your area yeah. uh, end of last week. I'm excited. I am looking to do some big things up there, up there with you guys as well. So, you know, grow your business. Give you guys another tool. Because the market is somewhat coming back, I feel. Uh, yeah. There's a bit of hype around right now. Yeah, so getting numbers at open houses and activity, we're getting offers. I've had, I had one open house on the weekend. We had 200 people through in the last 10 days. 200 people, guys. So you, when you guys hear the news station saying the real estate market's going to crash, um, not happening, guys. No, we're, we're seeing it right. here. Inventory levels are so low. Like people don't understand. Like we have no inventory. Like uh, 414,000 homes as a nation, right? Normally we'd have 800 minimum at this point to be in a normal market. Right, rates come down some more the way they have. Right, buyers are ready to buy. They want to buy property. Right, the reality of it is, is they're sitting there ready to go. And you know, you know as well as I know, sellers with low interest rates and tons of equity are like, hmm, if I don't get my price, I'm good. I'll sit here. I don't need to sell. So there's a game of I like to say uh, chicken and mouse or mice and chicken, whatever the saying is. You know what I'm saying? But it, mm -hmm. sellers are like, look, if I can get my number, I'll do it. But if I'm not, I'm not going to. And so until inventory levels can come up we're just not seeing it and so yeah absolutely multiple you know 20 yeah. 30 people on a day at an open house sometimes even more some of our houses getting three to 10 15 offers on them still so the market definitely has yeah. rebounded and it's really the good news i would say simon tell me if you, you agree with me on this one guys we're in a normal healthy market and what i mean by that is if seller absolutely does the right job they market their house they stage their house they fix their house they do everything right they're priced the house correctly hire the right agent Crystal Stew over here in the Northern California, Simon down in Southern California. Yes, you heard that. We're going to give ourselves plugs here, right? And then <laughs> you, you're going to make as much money as possible, right? Like that's the reality of it. But if you don't do that, buyers are going to be able to get deals. They'll be able to work their magic. They'll be able to, you know, sellers will sit on the market. They'll get nervous and buyers will be able to get a, get a deal on a property. So both sides can finally kind of win a little bit here compared to being one sold one side in the last five to seven years, right? It was just crazy mayhem. So no, I would agree exactly. 100% there. So, so that's why we offer it's just another tool in these markets. I love especially it. look if the as the market went really quiet the last six months. Let's just say yeah from you know all, up July, July August last year really sort of tanked on us. We didn't really know where we stood. It was happening really quick. 
people were struggling with getting numbers through open houses. People were struggling with getting inquiries. People were just struggling in general. Right? You know, the amount of agents that called me that had not worked outside of the COVID market that were saying, we don't know what's happening. We put a property on the MLS. Could we haven't got any offers in our inbox. What's going on? I'm like, well, you actually have to do what your job entails, believe it or not. It doesn't sell, you know, things that sell themselves, you've got to know, how to, got to know your product. And your product, number one, is yourself. Number two is the clients. And number three is the product that you need to sell for them. Because we are trusted advisors, Chris. We, we give advice, but we can't do that without the trust of the client. 100%. You've got to earn that trust. Mm -hmm. I get trust. It. So with Option, we do a one-hour open house twice a week for three weeks. And on the fourth weekend, you have a live option at your home. When, the, when a bidder is there, and I don't have a paddle next to me right now, but when someone's got a paddle, for example, and they're yeah. raising their bid, they're bidding on a non-contingent purchase because they've already been given all that due diligence up front. They've done their reviews. They've already spoken with their lender. They're pre-underwritten, not pre-approved, pre-underwritten. So that again, they have confidence themselves as to what level they can bid up to. And then my job's kind of to squeeze every other last dollar out of it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> how much fun? Right, we'll how much fun is that? Here's the crowd. Oh, do I love it. Like it's, it's it can get awkward at times. But I mean, when I do an, when we're doing an auction, we, we invite the whole street. It's on. It's out in the front yard, generally speaking, and everyone's around. We normally have a film crew there. We normally have a taco truck or a coffee truck, a coffee cart. Everyone's doing things, but then you always see that husband with the wife, and the husband doesn't want to be there, right? He never wants to be there. He does not want to bid on the house. He wants to be watching the football, the baseball. He's got many other better things to do. Well, I can tell you this, God help that man, because I know that's the guy I'm going to get the most money out of. I'm going to hone in you know, on that guy like nothing else. And I'm going to, you can you see the sweat coming out the side of his face, pressing at me with, with lip lake, with lip, lip signs. Oh, like, you know, I've got to make everyone feel that this is your chance. You know, hey, Chris, you've been to the home five times now. Don't miss out. I see your wife right next. Do you want to go home for an unhappy wife or a happy wife, Chris? What would you rather do? Today? Happy you know? wife. I've already lost this. And everyone in the crowd, everyone in the crowd's laughing. Right? <laughs> it's the pressure. So what this auction does is it makes someone do something they ordinarily would not do in a traditional sense. And because we, uh, the way our process works is we, we have people wire in. To be able to play, you've got to pay. And you've got to pay 8% to, you've got to wire that into an escrow account before you get the paddle. So when I say sold, already got escrow's, already, escrow's already open, funds are received, non-contingent contract is signed immediately on DocuSign. Guess what? Seller's secured, buyer's secured. It's a win for both. It's not like we're trying to yeah, do anything wrong by any other party. It's to give them both the assurance that, you, Chris, you're a buyer, you've secured that home. You can go home now and not have to worry about looking at homes tomorrow when you're any more real estate photos and your text messages. And the seller can go out and have a nice dinner, relax, and not have to worry about a 17-day contingency that could, you know, that could fall over at yeah. any time. Yeah. So it's just about making the process easy and offering another option out to everyone. And we are the cheapest out there in the marketplace. We, are, we only charge a 2% fee for our service, uh, and that is sometimes work to different ways. Sometimes the seller pays, sometimes the buyer pays, sometimes the agent tips in a little bit as well. I'm okay where, as long as we get it somehow, I don't mind how we get it. It's about making it work for all parties involved. Got it. So it's 2% for you guys to come in. Seller can pay, buyer can pay, mixture of seller, agent, buyer, doesn't matter how you get to 2%, just give me 2%. And then something you said yeah. that I want to go, kind of go back to, it's four rounds of auctioning. So there's three rounds before. So three round, three weeks of open houses. Oh, three weeks of open houses. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to think you're probably, you're going to be showing this property for a total of six hours in total, six one hour open houses before we have the official auction itself. So you're giving everyone a fair chance to come and look at the property, do their due diligence. Now, having said that, one of the most unique parts of our program is that you don't have to go to auction. You can make an offer before at any time. To be honest with you, in the last year, I, have not, I haven't called one auction in the last year because that's the way the market was going. Properties weren't lasting more than a couple of days on the market. In fact, in Irvine, where I live, uh, the average days on market last year was half a day. Wow. Okay. It didn't last the whole day. So I, I can appreciate no one wants to sit on the market for four weeks when you can have it locked up in a day and you can close within four weeks. Yeah. So our mar this is our market right now. We are really strong in this market. We had an open house on the weekend. Like I said, we had 65 groups through in one hour. 
That's a lot, man. That's a, I mean, talk right. about build, building a friend, like a frenzy. Like everybody's like, and now you're getting everybody walking in. They want it now, right? And then they want to win. And then they want to be emotional attachment. Like you're just buying right into, mm-hmm. you know, to how people are, how they're, how they're, how they basically work in general as humans. It's, that's phenomenal. So one hour, 60 groups. So you must have a whole team there then. It can't just be Simon, right? Like you can't talk to so many people. <laughs> that's, a, that's a minute per person. Can't talk. You, can't, you can't. You can't talk to every person. Yeah. And that's kind of the that's kind of the tactic that we approach, right? Yeah. Because no one's going to get into our open house without giving us their name and their number and their email address. Don't care. I don't care if it's the president, right? Yeah. You're going to get your name, your number, and your email address when you come through the house. One for security, two for your health and safety. So in case someone gets the the virus, that we you know we're still yeah. somewhat in the pen, I mean, I guess. And the third one, we want to be, we're going to give you a callback within 24 hours. We're going to ask you if you like the home, what do you like, what didn't you like, and what would you pay pros, cons, and price feedback. Our seller gets that report twice a week. So the seller is getting raw, direct feedback from the market. Hey, you know, Chris, following your open house on the weekend, in, uh, uh, you're in Concord, right? Uh, yeah, we're in Concord, Antioch area, yeah. In Concord, yeah so you know, following your open house in Concord on the weekend, we had the following groups through. Mr. and Mrs. Brown liked the kitchen, didn't like the backyard. Hey, what doing? You as a seller, can now make a, an educated decision as to when you get an offer to compare it against the feedback, whether that's a good offer or not. Yeah. It takes away a lot of pressure from the agent, which is normally like, hey, look, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, here are the comps. Um, it looks like the comps say we should be getting this much money if we do this. And if they don't, you know, what do you want to do? We're not talking comps. We're talking Mr. and Mrs. Seller. The market said they would pay this much money for your home right now. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? So it's just it's just a more direct, honest way to get everyone to one realize what the market value is and pay what they're comfortable with paying. Yeah, no, it seems like a win-win for everybody. It's very transparent. Um, you know, you're you're you know you're giving it many options, and you're saying, like you said, this is one option. They can still go traditional sale. We don't. You're not forced to do one or the other. It's just like you said, it's a tool in your tool belt, right? It's it's what makes Correct. you stand out, right? And I can see how this market is going to change. You're definitely going to see more of that. What you're doing compared to the market we were just in so it's actually perfect so yeah, how, how do you attract people to real estate there's two things price and image that's it mm-hmm. price and image is what's going to attract someone to a home we live in a digital age it was the reason why tiktok and instagram are so popular and youtube because there's no reading involved it's just viewing yeah so if you have phenomenal imagery on your property or phenomenal multimedia and you have an and you have for an option let's just say your home is a million dollars if a traditional agent listed it, they'd probably list it between nine fifty and one point zero five. Yeah, I'm going to list it at bidding the star from seven hundred thousand. You're you're getting every eye, everybody's eyes I'm taking you out. I've got everyone's eye now. Everyone knows it's popping itself for seven hundred. Yeah, but it gets their attention initially. Think of an Apple phone. Same thing. We market it for a couple. We market on a on a Monday. We go active. We don't have our first open house until the Saturday. You're not seeing that home for five days. So when that Saturday comes, there's a line of people waiting to get in. Because there's no lockbox and there's no by appointment. You're only going to see the property by our set schedule of open showings, which is one hour, twice a week, three weeks. God, so it just creates a market when the media, like yeah, you said, is talking it down. You're, you're just building urgency. You're just building your own market, basically, is what it becomes. It's just like, look. Well, we have to. And you have to, right? I mean, that's, that's you know, supply and demand one-on-one, right? Like, if I give somebody eight hours to come to my open house on a Saturday, right, you'll have... Some people just come in when they have time, whenever they feel comfortable. There's no urgency. There's no, oh, you know what? Well, there's a lot of people here that want this house. They're like, ah, oh, it's probably going to be on the market for a couple more weeks, right? You give you force people with one hour, and then you give them five days to sit on there, and they're like, babe, we have to go. And you know, as well as I know, we said it earlier, happy wife, happy life. What are you doing Saturday at 1 o'clock? Well, we're going to go see these properties. My wife wants to go see it, and I don't really have an option, right? So you literally have people for five days just waiting to see this property to then come into the house and see everybody else doing the exact same thing going that's it uh-oh now i want that's to win it. now i want that babe i want the house like what do we got to do to get the house and then they go home and they realize we gotta we gotta make it work and now you're just now you're just getting them right to where you want them and here's the good news for the buyer they get the property they want they're happy they they want to pay the price they want to pay nobody's going to force them to pay what they don't want to pay so they get that and seller goes I know that I, my house has been seen by as many potential buyers who want to buy my house and ready to go. So it's a win-win for both parties and the seller sells their thing at the price that they want. So I actually love it. I That's think it's it. great. It's good. Look, we, 
when the consumer confidence is down because the media does, you know, the media does create fake news, they have to sell news. That's, that's, that's their job. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, they report, they report delayed information and they then they, they don't talk about the good stuff. And by the bad time, we've got to create our own market. And the consumer's got no confidence. How do we give confidence? By showing them their competition. Yeah. Hey, Chris, I know your market's going down, but there's 55 other people here right now that are looking at the home just like you are. I don't know if it's going to make it to auction. I know you like the home. What do you want to do? So and here's all the here's all the due diligence. Here's a link. It goes. We you know we use disclosures IO yeah. and we send them disclosure link. There it we, is. Get, we have all over there. Home inspection, termite report, sellers disclosures, NHD, prelim, CC and R's for the HOA if it's part of one. Permits if it's done any work. Any material facts are there ahead of time. Do your research. Come back to us with a good strong offer. You might get it before auction. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, that's that's a Northern California thing. You know, all the reports set up front, like all of our listings, exactly like we do all of that, right? Because here, you're going to write your strongest offer. You're not going to come back and renegotiate with me later. We're not not doing that. So here it is. And and if you have any questions, you know, do your work. This is your job now here. I gave everything you need. Now you got to do your part and come back with a, a number you feel comfortable with. So it's a win-win for everybody. I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm, Let me ask you quickly. Let me ask, I have a question for you. Though. Okay. Because I'm, I'm curious about NorCal. Uh, don't know you guys do a home inspection ahead of time. Do you guys do often repairs or is it you guys always selling as is? Um, well, you know, us currently, the way it's set up right now, like our company in general, and, and most Northern California works this way now within reason. We for sure, every house has home inspection, roof inspection, pest inspection, sewer lateral inspection. Um, we have a pool. Mm -hmm. We do a pool inspection. We do everything up front, disclosures up front, disclosure IO. Everything's done before we can go on the market. Um, and with selling as is, so like for us as in, as a company, as a company standard, as a matter of fact, here, I mean, I'll, I'll look it up for you real quick because it's the one number I don't want to mess up here. But, um, we do like, we track all of our data, right? What's our list of sell price? What's our, um, you know, giving back to the buyer. Love that. As a company last year listing. Yeah. So our listing, the sell price last year was 106.12 days on market was 13. Wow. Our average giving back to the buyer was less than 600 bucks total for our whole entire company per transaction. So that's amazing. Yeah, we don't give money back. So the reason for us is like we just don't, we don't, we do all that up front to protect the seller, right? If we're helping you as a seller, um, we want to make sure we 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 protect your assets like it's our own money, right? And so that's why we do a lot of that up front. Now, not every yeah. company in Northern California does it that way, um, but for our company, like that's what we teach, that's what we standardize, that's what we basically have done. Uh, I love that. And then we track it to show. You know, we go to listing appointments. We're like, well, listen, here's our list of sell price. Here's our days on market. And it's funny, the last couple of listings we've gotten, I'm like, so what do you think the average days on market last year was for for, for the industry? Like, oh, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90 days. And it's like, okay, well, how was, well, we were 13. How'd you guys do that? Well, yeah. listen, we do, we have a program, we have a way we do things, and we follow the system. When you follow mm -hmm. the system, whether you agree with it or not, I promise you it works, right? There's a reason why we're able to sell houses really fast in the fourth quarter last year and the third quarter last year where a lot of people were not able to do that. And it's not a, you know, ego thing. It's not that at all. It's just we've put a lot of time and energy into what we've done. And the and the best part about it now is this is where we shine, right? When the market's changed. Yes. Yes. We put all this work in right now. People are like, well, wow, you guys really do the Yes. No, we do the work we say we're going to do. In the old market, we know, you know this, man. As an agent, right? We had 1.7 million agents. You put a sign in the yard, you put on the MLS, you were offers right in your inbox. Sit back on this. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm going on vacation, I'll be back, right? Like, it was that easy. Let's just keep it real. It, it was. And and you know as well as I know, I mean, we call expireds all the time. You're on expires, we talk about it all the time. Like, what do you hear from everybody? You can look at the photos, you can look at the pricing, you can look at the the description, you can look at the confidential comments. You can see there's no disclosures or reports and you can see why houses sat on the market, right? And mm -hmm. you can see, and so it's like, we just want to make sure we do our due diligence for our clients to make sure they know, like, listen, we want to look at the data, we track the data, we 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 look at every single option. I mean, we have clients right now that wanted to go on the market two weeks ago. We're like, no, stop. The 10 years dropping, rates are coming down. We're going to stop you. They're like, but well, we want to go on the market. I'm like, trust me, trust me. And they're like, you're not going to let me put my house on the market right now. I go, no, I'm not going to let you lose $20,000 because you want to go on the market. I'm going to slow us down to speed us up. And they're like, we went to the open house this weekend. They're like, oh man, it was awesome. I'm like, I told you now, let's get some offers like we promised. So let's finish the job, right? So it's just, 
sometimes those are the way things work in general. So I'll give you a little yeah. feedback, hopefully answer the question that you asked and all that good stuff for you, but pretty standard there for sure. Um, yeah, and that's one of the reasons why we do it as well. So we can sell it as is. You don't want to sell it during your repairs. They're not going to do the best quality. They're just going to do whatever is necessary to get it passed. Correct. And you'd rather take the house as it is and know what you have to do uh, at the end of the day and know that I want my people to come in there and do it, right? Because as a buyer, exactly. I don't get to tell the seller who they have to use. The seller can use whoever they want. They use themselves right. if they want. If they want to become an electrician and, and become an electrician today. They can do that, right? We can't stop them. So um, the reality yeah. of it, yes, you want to kind of get it as is for sure, 100%. As in. Love, love that. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons why we're able to sell at with no contingency. Everything's as is. I love it. I love it. So it's good. So question for you now. I, just me. This is actually yeah. a me question. So is there a difference for you with the auctioning on price points? Like, is this something that you would see happen in the three to five million dollar price point as well as the five hundred to a million dollar price point, or is there kind of a bucket where this really works really good in? So I love this question because. I'm probably going to give you a different answer than most other auctioneers <laughs> or most people in general. And I know everyone loves doing the high end because you make more money. I love doing the low end because I get to meet more people and it's a bigger buyer pool yeah. and it's more fun, right? Yeah. Um, if, you know, as we know, as we call it in the industry, the bread and butter of our industry, right? And yeah, it's absolutely. That million, you know, for me, the magic million dollar mark is always where we see the most activity. You get the big, you have the biggest buyer pool and you're under, you know, you're still a conventional loan. If you're, you know, depending where you're located, um, once you start getting into jumbo loans, that's when it starts changing. When you start getting into the ultra luxury, this is a great tool as well, because how do you put a value on something that is unique and one of a kind, uh, it's going to be beauties in the eye of the beholder. It's what someone's willing to pay. And the reason why I say this, like I used to sell views in Australia. That was my, that's what I did. I didn't go wide. I went up. We had high rises, 24 to 40 stories high. And um, if I couldn't walk to my listings, we wouldn't take it. But every level, <laughs> I couldn't, I every, <laughs> I'm serious. If I couldn't walk, I I'm not taking it. Yeah. I didn't need you. There was 5,000 homes within walking distance of where my office was. Yeah. You're like, this is my, so I, 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 this is my farm right here. Walk up and down the street every day for 10 years. Um, so we do that, but every level had a different price. And sometimes the lower levels put a higher price for the view than the height, than too high. Because if you're too high, you couldn't see the view from your lounge room. You had to go to your balcony, look down. So, so it was interesting for me. That's where I learned that value isn't, should never be dictated by someone who is not buying the product. Value should be dictated by what someone is prepared to pay to have the usage and the, and the accessibility of the product. So, uh, Ultra high end is extremely beneficial to go to auction because it does give everyone a fair chance to tell us what they feel is value. And in the lower end, when you've got competition, it gives everyone a fair chance to have a chance to bid against each other. Not submit your offers and we might get to them, we might not get to them. We've got so many, we can't counter everybody. It's, it, it sometimes can be a drama and a nightmare for the agent as well. It's hard because if you've got 20 offers, Chris, and you call the first person, by the time you call the 20th person, that first person's probably had a good hour to decide whether they want to up their offer or not. Yeah. And they've got an advantage over the person you've called 20th. Not your fault. You just can't call 20 people at the exact same time. Yeah. Right? But you can, but you can with an option. You can. You're right there. Because they're all in front of it. They're all in front of each other. And I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, first call, what, $1 million. Second call at $1 million. About to go quick. Don't miss out now. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? You're like, all right, F this. One more. I love it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. One more. We're at one million and ten thousand dollars now. One million and ten thousand. Yeah. That's that last chance that so many people did not get during COVID. No. The amount of buyers I met that missed out on a home by five hundred dollars because they had it. They're in ever a lot of people, especially in Southern California. I'm not sure if it was exactly like this in Northern California, but everything was a best and final scenario down here. The highest and best, whatever you want to call it. So you, you submit your highest and your best by Tuesday, five o'clock. Well, I ring my buyer's agent as a buyer and I say, okay, Chris, uh, the, bid, the asking price of the million dollars, I've got up to 1.2. They're asking for highest and best. What do I put down? That's a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. How do you know what to put down? I don't want to pay, but hey, Chris, but I don't want to pay too much. It better appraise. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. So how do you that? You don't know. You might put in, okay, look, look Simon, let's put down 1 million, 105. And ends up selling for one million one hundred and ten, and I'm like, "Oh, Chris, I would have gone more. I told you I could go to one too. Yeah. You didn't get me the house." 
that doesn't happen in our scenario because everyone gets that last chance to make that one final bid. I will make, I, I do speak quickly as, as, as my profession, it makes me do that, right? But I do slow it down at the times I need to to make people aware of the opportunity that's in front of them at that time. Because you have, at least you have that chance. And I think more buyers- honestly, have their attention. I think, yeah. I mean, I think in, in all honesty, no, I think you nailed it. I think people would rather have that chance and know that I had the chance than to the, have the unknown. Nobody yep. likes the unknown, right? Or what would I, I would have won if I did this, that, and the other. It's like, uh, we all would have. We got as much information from that listing agent as we could about the seller, this, that, and this. We give that information to you. We give you the guidance we basically can give you but it comes down to your comfort level of how much you're willing to pay for the house. We can't dictate that, right? Like, it's not our job. Absolutely. To say you have to pay 1.2 for this house. Like, we, we're not, that's not our job. Our job is to guide you, right? But I would think, and actually, I know for sure, every buyer in some aspects would rather know, could I just give me my last opportunity to know what the the price, highest price is? And if I want to come up, I'll be more than happy to do it. I think more people would come up on their price. I think more people would actually come up to the price that they're willing to pay and actually say, no, no, no. My best and final is actually here, but I always want to start here because I just want to feel like I'm winning, right? But yeah, I didn't win. You didn't win here. You know, you, you lost the house and now you're back on the market looking for another property, which you might have came here if you knew this is what it was going to take. So I actually think it's awesome, men in general. I think it's great. Think about, think about the thing that everyone knows that think about, but what would your seller do if you were able to get him an extra five grand? Well, they'd, they'd be happy. They're going to tell Everybody. Everybody. For sure. That's the best marketing you could ever ask for, Chris. Uh, they're right. like, right? You, you've just done a phenomenal job. And then they're going to go, you know what? That Chris, he didn't just get me what I wanted. He got me an extra five grand. He kept pushing. He kept pushing. He kept pushing. If I get an extra $500, what's a nice thing around? Oh, hey, 500 and bucks. Certainly luck. Go, go, to Mastro, go to Mastro's or wherever you want to go. And, you know, have a great have a great evening. But And that's the type of response we, we, we achieve. And that's the, so the results we achieve. And that's, the response we often get back is the sellers raving about us after that by like, wow, the auctioneer kept going. He just, he had the, he had the money that we had already accepted, but he yeah. kept going to get us a little bit more, a little bit more. And that's the point of difference that we, we show and, and, and tell our sellers when we're meeting with them is look, we can get you that little bit extra. I don't know how much it's going to be because I don't know who the client's going to be yet, but if we can get the right two people, normally two males, cause we have this thing called an ego, ego. really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> right, and there are some females, but mainly they're mainly males. <laughs> and, you know, we have we don't want to lose. I don't want to lose. Yes. So if I'm up, I bought my home in Australia by buyer auction, and the reason why I won is one, I'm an auctioneer, and I was never going to be seen to be losing if I'm an auctioneer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, this doesn't work very well for your resume. <laughs> my my first bid was thirty thousand dollars over my budget. Because <laughs> again, I'm a competitive guy, and I wanted to win. I wanted that. I wanted that house, like you said before. I wanted that house i was going to win it no matter what was going to happen and and the motivation for me was the more i paid the harder i had to work to make sure i could pay it yeah i love it so love it, that's how i was okay i have a question i i because i now i now i'm like i want to watch one of these auctions i'm going to come watch one of these and i'm bringing my yeah. my film team down there and we're gonna have fun uh the whole nine yards i'm thinking my, my mind is just spinning like normal uh but let me ask you do you ever have sellers there Right when you're auctioning, like absolutely, I want no, I want them there. I want them there. That's one. Awesome. I want. I want them to see what the market is doing at that exact time, not trying to relay it back. Yeah, it's a very, a very powerful thing, Chris. And I'm not saying this to bash down sellers, but it's a great educational tool for a seller to realize true market value is on their property. Hey, look, Mister Mister Seller, we just took your property to a live auction where the market showed us what they are prepared to pay for your property at this exact moment in time. They've all put 30, they've all put 3% down and they've all, and they're all signed off on terms and conditions and a bit of registration say they are ready to sign a non-contingent contract. Now I know you wanted 1.2 or at 1,150. What do you want to do? I love that. They, they will often take that number They'll take because the they've realized that then their number that they wanted might have been a little bit unrealistic. Yeah, it wasn't there. They th they thought they can get there. They would love it. But the reality sat in, here, here. here's what they're willing to pay you. Are you going to walk away from this? And they're like, no, I'm not. Let's wrap it up and go. And like you said, it's an uncontingent offer. It's basically closed at this point. Their EMD is already in, right? Like it's, Correct. they're good. Like this is not like, let me think about it. I've already done my due diligence. So it's, 
hey, go take your vacation. You're good. You're you're fine. So yeah. I am. Yeah, no. As soon as our site sold, we're done. Like yeah, that's that's the biggest that's the biggest thing now. Um, I just lost my whole train of thought. I was going to say something else. I just lost the whole thing. Don't worry about that. It's <laughs> back. It happens, man. We talk fast. Both of us. We're like my mind's like. Like I got yeah, seven noises right now. I'm all. How do we bring this up to Northern California? We want to be the first one. How do we do this? How do we do that? All right, we're gonna have to get Simon up I'm here. I'll, I'll, I'm ready. Oh yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna put that flight up back on that. Flight. Oh, dude, I'm gonna have you up here. I'm up in Walnut Creek last week, and I told you I love the area. I was really, really impressed with your communities up there. Beautiful people. Yeah. Um, and and I'm licensed there already, so I don't have to jump through any more hoops to get get licensed to work with you. I'm ready to go. All right. I'd love to be able to call. I mean, imagine this, Chris. Imagine if we listed 10 properties in a month with your team and we called them all in one night. You opened 10 escrows in one night. I'm ready. What would that do for your business? That would be amazing. Hey, so that's right. And also gives you the structure in your business because you know that every Wednesday or Saturday or every Thursday and Sunday or whatever days you pick for your open houses, they're already set. So it doesn't disrupt your prospecting time or your appointment time yeah. because you've got a set schedule. And it also shows the seller that you have a, a plan, a system, if you will. Yeah. And you stick to that. You are regimented because you do get results. You're not a part-time agent. You're, no, you're a legitimate. Absolutely. No, systems. I love systems. You had me sold that systems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know, oh, hold I on. You are. I'm I all systemized. If we can make people's lives, we don't know exactly what it's going to be like every single week. I mean, why would you say no to that, right? Like at the end of the day. Um, no, that's awesome, man. What I'll do is I... Uh, We'll chat out offline about this stuff for sure in the future, but uh, I'll talk to the ownership team, man. We'll get you dialed in and absolutely 100%. We got a Silicon Valley branch too. Well, you know, we got two markets that are, that are working in the Sacramento market. We're going to have Northern California ready to go. So I love it. I love it, man. Well, let's let's link up and link north and south. Let's, let's end this robbery. Let's, let's end it. Well, hold on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, sports teams, man. No, this is Northern California. All right. We're not a Rams in LA. No, no. I don't know. I'm on a Rams. I'm not a 41er. Uh, oh, <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. That's it. That's I like it. That. I'm like kidding. I know. It's all good. Uh, all fun, man. I got told when I moved here, I got given a Chargers jersey, and I was like, hey, you're now a Chargers fan. I didn't get the choice. I did not get a choice. <laughs> it's funny about this, Simon. It's kind of how it works. Losing team from day one. So I'm just kind of cussed up to losing in sport. But. <laughs> You know what? I got to give it to him. I mean, California in general, as a whole, I mean, if you think about it sports-wise, we're pretty blessed in general with teams. Absolutely. We talk about it from the Niners, the Warriors. I mean, we had the Raiders. They cheated on us three times. They moved to Las Vegas. But the A's, then you got the the, the Lakers, you got the Padres, you got the Dodgers, right? You got the Chargers yeah. coming around. I mean, we and beautiful weather, beautiful people, right? Yes, there's some negatives in California, but as a whole – we're pretty blessed in general, right? We got it. We got yeah. to say that. For I sure. wouldn't live anywhere else in the United States. Yeah, no. uh, so, you know, it, it, it's worth the money. Right. It's same as this is actually, believe it or not, cheaper than living in Sydney. That's crazy. It's cheaper than living in Sydney. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you pay ten dollars for a coffee there. I'm making more coffee. You're paying twenty five, twenty five dollars for a salad. So I come here and I'm <laughs> You're all amazing. Yeah, this this is like a discount double check. State Farm commercial. I'm ready. Valet. You really have a couple of places that do valet. You'll be paying anywhere between fifty to seventy dollars for valet. Wow. Wow. So when I came here, I saw people doing it for free. I'm like, sorry, what? Yeah, excuse me. Uh, You're gonna park my car for free? Yeah. Take my. Here's a tip. Here's more. Just take. <laughs> yeah, you're all take my money. I'm I'm living living life. Everything we see is through our own perspective, mm -hmm. and we only know what we know. And it's it's unfortunate that um, some people never get to experience what the benefits are of a different location because they can't get out of that trap. Our job is to help them get out of that and live a better life, offer them an opportunity, and have some fun doing it. Uh, so many of my friends, I look, I go everywhere now, and everyone says to me, "Oh, everyone knows you." Right? I get back, I literally get stopped in the street. You're the what's up, what's up, what's up guy. Yeah. When I, but the, it's, I didn't I came here like you said I didn't know one person yeah I had to push myself I don't I, generally believe it or not you probably don't I'm a shy guy I I, I the suit gives me confidence it does in novel clothes I'm really shy and I mean I'm, I'm scared I, I don't know anyone and I don't want to be judged and I was worried about what other people thought about me yeah until I realized that I had a new why which is my kids and I had to push myself to give them a better future that made me meet people talk to people it made me talk to you you know, I joined Tom Ferry. 
not just for the coaching, to be honest with you. That was probably the, the lowest component of the Tom Berry organization I joined for. I joined for the networking. Yeah, the absolutely. people to meet. Mm -hmm. The community that we are part of, the ecosystem and the family group. The way it has to, I, mean, I want to give you a quick plug here. Chris, the way you support everyone in our circle is is so humbling and mind-blowing to me. It's something I haven't seen in a long time. You know, people that genuinely care about, genuinely, not genuinely, genuinely yeah. care about other people, not just themselves all the time. So um, I want to say thank you because I know there's a lot of people out there that are very grateful for you and the opportunities that you've allowed them to be presented with. So I appreciate Thank it. you, man. You're, 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 you're destroying it out there in the market. I love what you're doing. You're disrupting them. I've got another another toy for you to play with. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Let's some money and let's celebrate. <laughs> let's do it, Simon. Man, well, I appreciate you hopping on today, guys. Hey, everyone who's listening to the Million Dollar Listening, thank you for tuning in to us. Um, if you guys want to know, Simon, tell them where you're located one more time because, listen, he's the yep. man. Him and Christina are phenomenal down there. Where the location is, where should we send them so they know if I'm buying real estate in this area, there's only one person to call. Okay, so I'm located at headquarters out in Newport Beach, California, Orange County. But we, the best way to get a hold of me is connectwithsimon.com. Just think, connectwithsimon.com. All my social media, Instagram's a great way to connect with me. I'm very, very affluent on that. YouTube, uh, or my phone number directly. Call me directly. Don't call, don't email me. It won't get to me quick enough. Call me. <laughs> and I'm old, I'm old fashioned. He's old fashioned. He likes to for a reason. It's not. I mean, no one calls these a text. They're not called texts. They're called phones because your phone people don't text them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, Simon, man, we appreciate you getting on, man. Once again, we'll get off offline. We'll talk. We'll, we'll we'll link up and get things dialed in, man. But I appreciate you. Everything you're doing, guys. Listen, you talk about the American dream. You talk about coming here with nothing. You talk about just taking risk, taking fear. You know, just just taking that leap of faith and going after it, man. Simon, you 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 embodied that, and we have to give you love and appreciation for that, man, because it's phenomenal to hear the story and hear where where you've come from and your beautiful family and everything else that you got going on, man. I wish you nothing but great blessings. And like I said, we'll talk soon offline. I appreciate you so much, man.